The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey, all friends in heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. It's officially Dynasty Fantasy Rookie Draft season. Good luck to all those who accidentally auto-draft an IDP in the early rounds. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the lead advocate for putting recently retired Steelers scout Mark Gorsak into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And joining me as always is AJ, six years in college and no degree. <laughs> Stetson Bennett is a hero to frat boys everywhere, Marchese. Uh, that's very true. But also on the Mark Gorsak thing, I think they got to put a bronze statue of him at the five-yard line forevermore in uh, Lucas Oil. Screaming at people who are not where they are supposed to be. Today, we'll be breaking down the NFC South's 2023 NFL Draft Classes. Let's hit it. Seven, 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 seven rounds in heaven with my baby, driving out to Casey, maybe looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's gonna wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's gonna put ketchup on a stick? Who's gonna find a steal? In the fifth, the home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. All right, AJ, the final four NHL teams are all based out of the Sun Belt. We're talking the NFC South today. Are you ready to head down south? Let's do it. First. Hotlanta. No, first. Hotlanta. Maybe that's your answer to my question. Yes, you sir. You live in Tampa, New Orleans, <laughs> Charlotte, or Atlanta. Where are you living? Hotlanta, of course. I, I don't have what it takes to live there. I also don't have what it takes to live in New Orleans. You're ta- I know that. I, I, would, I would wish I could. I just know I couldn't. You're, you're Tampa? Yeah. Yeah. Probably drive a minivan. At least you know yourself. Yeah, I bet the um, the mini putt's pretty good there. It's not as good as actually. I want to live in Charlotte. Charlotte's definitely like the you're a little closer to Myrtle Beach, and I think that's mm-hmm. the the mini putt capital of the world. Ooh, ooh yeah. I, okay, never mind. Uh, never mind. My answer is Conway. I want to live in Conway, <laughs> South Carolina. That I wonder. Like, I think like square like footage. It's got to be Myrtle Beach, the mini putt capital of the world. But like, if we're talking like a whole state, it's 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 Florida, right? Yeah, yeah, but oh man, when you drive around Myrtle Beach, if you if you're just an appreciator of the the mm-hmm. sport of mini putt, 
Mm-hmm. The draft classes are so much smaller today. We have some time. <laughs> if, you're, if you're an appreciator of the sport of mini putt, just drive around there. Whoo. You know, like you know, like guys in their forties always taking trips to Florida or one of the Carolinas, like the golf trips. Why aren't mm-hmm. there mini putt trips? Well, I think I think that's a thing that you and I will do as Absolutely. as we, as as people who aren't like super into golf, but really into mini golf. Mm-hmm. Oh man, we, it's, we could probably we could probably uh, do a whole month in Myrtle Beach just, just mini putting every every day, different course. Just in Myrtle, the sport of kings, Rob, is what they call it. Also, save a lot of money doing it that way. Oh, yeah. I think, like, you can get, like, a pass for all the mini putts in Myrtle. All right. Atlanta Falcons. Breaking down the Falcons draft. I, I found, overall, I found the NFC South, like, the... Most underwhelming. Yeah. Well, like, it wasn't like anyone was that bad. No, no. one was that great. It was like, uh, here's a B, here's a B. Yeah. I totally um, agree. But also, like, I had a hard time. I'm like, eh, is this a plus? Is this... I don't know. Yeah, I don't... And, lots of Bs, baby. And, and I feel like a big issue for it was with the Atlanta Falcons' first-round pick. At eighth overall, they take Bijan Robinson, the Texas yeah. running back. Clear top five, if not top three talent in the whole class. Uh, I think both of our number one rated offensive prospect in the whole class. Yep. Um... I uh, like he's going to be a multi-time pro bowler and he's still a running back and he went in the top 10 and to a team that finished third in the NFL in rushing last year with a fifth round rookie and Corderell Patterson is the running backs. Um, oh, and Caleb Huntley goat. <laughs> Huntley gets a and, lot of touches. And, and it's just like, they didn't need to do this, but Bijan's going to run for 1200 yards. So I don't know. It's fun. I don't want to be that nerd. Who's just like, Oh, don't do it. Cause I love it, and as a Desmond Ritter appreciator, this is good for him. Behind this offensive line, too, like they, the the Falcons have a great run blocking offensive line. Like, and they added Robinson's, to that. Yeah. exactly. Be sure Robinson, Robinson's going to be great. I think he'll be thick in the offensive rookie of the year race, despite three quarterbacks being taken in the top four picks. Um, I see him making multiple Pro Bowls, being a game changer at the running back position. But still, I mean, the value of taking a run back to the top 10 is tough. But at the same time, in this class, and we talked about this, this class was not very good. Um, he is a super productive pass catcher. So it's, like, less offensive than in most years because he is so good. The class is so bad. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just funny because the Falcons did it. It's the wrong team to do it. I, I like, great player. I like if it was a different team taking eight, I'd be like, yeah, fuck it, it's fun. Not this team. I can't, I can't stomach. Maybe that's a little strong, but <laughs> I don't agree with taking a skill position player top ten three straight years when your offense is still a shit show. Um, when you're coming off a, a rookie in a, what was he a fifth round pick in Tyler Algier who ran for a thousand yards. Like you said, the run blocking is already good. Like I don't know, I, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I just I don't think this is a very good pick Bijan's gonna be great he's gonna be great you know the Falcons fans they need someone to cheer for I guess that's where you can go but I don't I don't know it's, it's just hard to understand Terry Fontenot Arthur Smith's process like what is the end game here are they trying to put themselves in contention for Caleb Williams and or Drake May and having them walk into a situation that has a potential all pro running back a potential obviously didn't show it last year but as a rookie all pro tight end Cal Pitts um, uh, a, a receiver in Drake London who they took in the top 10 and offensive line that's 
better than most rookie quarterbacks are rock, walking into. Um, but like, I, is that the plan? I just they'll be too competitive for it. Though, I, I, I think I think so too. Like their team isn't horrible. Is like unless Desmond Ritter's a complete yeah like shit show. Like they're not terrible. Like so maybe that is the logic. You know, it's like if Ritter lets us down, then we're we're going to be picking early enough, you know, if he's bad enough. But, like, so, I think he's going to be just good enough to get them back so, to picking eighth, you know? But, like, man, like Arthur Smith must has, have such a long leash if that's the case, yeah. right? Like, and, and maybe it, it's because Mr. Blank is... Uh, Friends with uh, Mr. FedEx? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Does mm, FedEx ship Home Depot stuff? Oh, you know you know which Home Depot gets I'm shipping on the reg via FedEx? So, I, I mean, like, I don't know, but also, like, this pick's going to hit. So I just I, I have such a hard time like evaluating this and like you said if it was almost any other team it'd be fun I it'd be it, well it's still fun it would just like you'd be, yeah. it'd be easier to justify it's just yeah. the fact that Tyler Algier is a fifth round rookie ran for a thousand yards and Cordero Patterson's reinventing himself as a running back here like Arthur Smith's gonna be able to to be a top five rushing attack behind this offensive line with any running back you put back there it feels yeah. like but I mean hey put a potential all pro Edron James type of back back there, and let, let's let's fucking go. Who cares? It's gonna be fun. It, it makes the Falcons funner. As a Tyler Algier dynasty fantasy owner, I'm not. The yeah, I was about but. to say. I think we're both Algier uh, fantasy owners, so I think that's why. We're, if you're just to but, grade the Bijan pick, then just individually this pick, what would you give it? Like in the context of the Falcons taking him? Yeah, of course. Like I think fit is an A plus value. It's a C. Um. So I don't know somewhere like a a, a B a B. Mm-hmm. That's where I, I that, would do it too. Right, like he's safe. He's going to be, I think, a Pro Bowl running back like pretty immediately on this team. I'm interested to see how much he's involved in the passing game because again, Arthur Smith comes over from the Titans, where like Derrick Henry's not that involved, but yeah. uh, Cordero Patterson, they've done a good job involving him that way. So I'm interested how much Bijan's used on passing. Now. I'm I, also interested to see like. How, how much are they going to put on his plate when you know you have competent contributors in the backfield like mm-hmm. Algier and like Cordero Patterson? Like, I, I I'm very interested to see how they do it, and I I do think it makes the Falcons more fun. And yeah, I we'll lean see. towards them being more bland with this because I don't trust them. But like you said, they've done a good job with Patterson. But yes, yeah, it's not the same as the pits in the in the London picks because I know Arthur Smith's going to run the ball. Yeah. I know he's going to do a good job scheming up the run. But he would have uh, done that with Algier too, and I know you made that point. No, ex- like... exactly, exactly. But point point being, like, it's it's at least not going to be like Kyle Pitts having 300 yards on the season, you know? I like, hope. Bijan's going to run for 1,000 yards. Yeah, I hope we see a lot of Bijan in the slot and, you know, getting him out of the backfield. And I think, I don't know, it's, to me it would be hard to get Terry Fontenot on board with this pick. Or, like, you know, obviously he made the decision, but – Without like without Arthur Smith's guarantee of yeah we're gonna get him involved in the run and the passing game. Well, right? and, and, and keep on like Fontenot comes over from the Saints where they saw how big an impact Alvin Kamara can yes, sir. have as a pass catching back. Yeah. So maybe that's got something to do with it. Like, anyway, that offense looks a lot better when you kind of say you know Algiers the back. I know this isn't full time, but I'm just saying you know Bijan in the slot, Pitts a weapon. Right. You know like that looks a lot better. You're trying to move Bijan to a slot receiver. Well, I tried that with that's CMC, you, and he would have. That's what you're saying, right? <laughs> just when they line up like that, it looks good. Well, and, and, and you alluded to their second round pick. Like they clearly are invested yep. in running the football well, and I respect. I respect how how like 
offensive line, they, they, I think everyone would agree, like, looking at this roster, they, they need to come away with a left guard in this draft. But the fact that they, they go and get a guy, Matthew Bergeron, who I, I think for a lot of teams was viewed as one of those early day two tackles, you kick him inside, I think he can, he's Pro Bowl potential. Yeah, he's got Pro like, Bowl run blocking. He, yeah. He, yeah, he's such an explosive run blocker. When you looked at him at tackle, the concerns had to do with his footwork, his technique and pass protection. Those get mitigated when you kick him inside. Mm-hmm. I think, especially on an offensive line that has the, the guard opposite him, so one of the best in the league in, in, in Chris Lindstrom. The tackle beside him is Jake Matthews, who, although he's not like a perennial Pro Bowl or anything, he is uh, kind of a steady Eddie at left tackle. He's been starting there forever. Kind of remind, reminds me of like you're inserting Quentin Nelson with Anthony Costanzo in Indianapolis. Yeah, like, obviously not to that level, but you know what I, I mean. The idea, Matthew's yeah. similar idea to Costanzo at this point. Yeah. Um, and, like, just beefing up that, that front. and I mean, it makes, like, now you have Matt Hennessy as your swing interior guy. Like, the, it ups your depth that way. Like, Jalen Mayfield won't have to hit the field again, hopefully. <laughs> Poor um, Jalen Mayfield, fuck, yeah. And it's just, man, you're sticking Bijan Robinson behind this offensive line. It's going to be fun i think bergeron's got a chance to be not like a pro bowler uh, as a rookie but Mm -hmm. viewed as like an all rookie level player yeah i think so too i think this is a perfect fit for for bergeron and the falcons like you said just let him go beef up that (laughs) beef up that line get out like he was skinning up the run so great arthur smith that is and just adding adding who may have been the best run blocker in the in the class in matthew bergeron is just yeah, that's fun. Again, that's fun. See, this is a, we don't hate the running game. That, that this is a great pick, but this is right where I had him too. Like I think values bang on, the fits bang on. I I think that's a great pick. Um, third round. Well, you see, the thing about the Atlanta Falcons is they haven't had a consistent pass rush since John Abraham. Um, they're trying. They are trying. They invested in edge rushers uh, last year. This offseason alone. They brought they brought in Clayus Campbell. They brought in mm-hmm. uh, David Onyemata. They brought in Bud Dupree, um, and in and, and the offseason before that, they brought in Lorenzo Carter. They drafted Arnold Arnold Ebiketti. They drafted um, um, what's his D'Angelo Malone. <laughs> I almost and now they take yeah. yeah. They, he, he had a moment. Yeah, he did. Uh, they draft Zach Harrison at seventy five. Uh, the Ohio State pass rusher, the kind of the five star who didn't live up to the Bosa Chase Young hype. Um, I think I think he really took a step as a senior. This is a little earlier than I had him. I had him in the early fourth round, but it, it's a spot where I th- I think it's a, a a pretty good fit. It gives them they've they've kind of added these in, in a guy like Epichetti and D'Angelo Malone last year, the more undersized athletic pass rushers. Zach Harrison gives them a guy who can play a little bit inside. He's big. He's long. He's powerful. 35 plus inch arms um you got calais you know taking him under his wing that's that's perfect situation for zach harrison yeah so i i think it's an interesting fit i think he could be a solid depth player early um for them and something worth noting um they're they're uh obviously fontenot comes over from the saints and their defensive coordinator now is Ryan Nielsen, who comes over from the Saints. The Saints love these long, mm-hmm. explosive pass rushers who, like, still don't totally know how to pass rush. 
Um, and it, it it's like kind of like the Marcus Davenport pick, but obviously doing it in the third round. <laughs> so I think I think uh, it could it could be a solid rotational player early on for them. Yeah, I think so. Like like again, like you said, this was maybe a little bit earlier than you would have taken him, but I think this is where we kind of expected to hear his name called, right? So I think the value is fine there. Um, yeah, I think I like the fit. You know, I, I don't know if Zach Harrison's ever going to become um, you know a legit pass rush threat, but I think he's become a very solid run block uh, run defender. You know. And I think that's, like you said, they're taking the undersized guys. Hopefully, Abiketti takes a leap uh, into a sophomore season. and they yeah, he, guess, did, he had flashes. He had flashes. Year. Yeah, he did. Um, but, like, you know, he's always going to be that undersized speed, you know, speed type rusher. And uh, with Harrison, they get that, like you said, big, long, extremely long. And I think just, like, potential, yeah, I think he works into the rotation. They're going to need him to play some snaps uh, and, and this the year. Fact that, the fact that he can kind of kick inside on yeah. passing outs would be, like, an uh, 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 undersized three tech. And, yeah. Um, also, obviously, adding Clayce Campbell, David Onyemata, along with already having uh, Grady Jarrett. Like, I think that's – they got a lot more inter- – they're trying with this front seven. They invested a lot the last two years in this front seven. Like, they signed Caden yeah. Ellis at linebacker this offseason as well. Yeah. They draft Troy Anderson last year. It's an interesting group. Very, very athletic group. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's just unproven. Like, not – obviously, Clayce Campbell is not unproven, but you know the group as a whole and – Success in the in the Falcons, but I think it's a good pick. I, I like I don't I like the Harrison pick. I think it makes sense. Yeah, it's it's, it's fine. It, it does make sense. It's kind of like a B overall pick to me. Yeah, agreed. I love their fourth round pick. They get Clark Phillips, the Utah corner who falls all the way to one thirteen. A guy who fundamentally is an awesome corner. He just happens to be five nine one eighty five. Didn't run sub four five. Like so, he's undersized. He's not the most explosive athlete. Um, but he's a really smart and technically sound football player with great footwork, great clicking close. I love his eyes in zone coverage. Um, I think we both project him more as a nickel at the next level. And mm-hmm. they, the, the, the Falcons, again, they, they invested in trying to upgrade the secondary a bit. They signed Jesse Bates. They traded for Jeff Okuda. Uh, they signed Trey Flowers and Mike Hughes. And, and so I think like Clark Phillips won't have the pressure to hit the field early but i think he will i think he's going to be one of the yeah kind of the day three guys who emerges quickly yeah i don't know if he's gonna beat mike hughes out for the nickel job right out of camp but no no week six week seven i mean so i was thinking about this i was like to me mike hughes at nickel's a safer bet than jeff okuda like right now as an outside corner opposite aj terrell like i know jeff okuda kind of turned around a bit last year it was up and down he was like more average than bad yeah but i mean i like the lions still moved on from him right like i wouldn't be shocked if somehow clark phillips ends up taking snaps away from okuda before he does my cues Mm, yeah no that's interesting yeah i i I, like i trust my cues to play at a competent level right now more than i trust jeff okuda exactly i think my my cues is Less up and down and more like you know what you're solid. Getting. Yeah, just solid. Yeah. But yeah, irregardless, I think I think Clark Phillips. Favorite word. I know. I'm just bugging you now. I think Clark Phillips will be on the field a lot um, at, at, during his rookie year. It's a great pick. Yeah, it is. It's the best pick they made. Um. Whoa! They got your one of your boys in the seventh round. Uh, Both of them. I like one. good players. Both good players. Uh, Two twenty four. They take Alabama safety Demarco Helms, who's. Feels like just a safe bet to play mm-hmm. in the NFL for a while as a backup safety. Um, in the seventh round, of, in a secondary that's you know not too deep, that's a good pick. Yeah, not a great athlete, but yeah. good take on skills, physical against the run, plays well in the box, um, pretty good eyes in zone, but just not a great athlete, not yeah. super sudden, a little bit uh, um, stiff. But like, 
I think I think that's a fine backup safety. Absolutely, seventh round. I think this, like you said, I think it's a guy that can stick. He just like really solid tackler, like you said, good eyes. Um, but like, uh, just not shy of contact either. It's a guy that's gonna stick around as a rota- like a backup safety for a while. And then their very next pick, uh, South Carolina interior offensive lineman Javon Gwynn, your boy, who I love this fit, even though it's it's a seventh round offensive lineman. But Gwynn's like a little bowling ball in the run game, mm-hmm. and he's undersized, but he, he can play all three interior spots. I, I think this is a good one. It's a good backup piece for them. I yeah, I agree. It's a good fit. You're not going to get a lot of players, you know, better than him at this point in the draft. Um, no, that's a good pick. I like. I think the Falcons had a good draft. It's just the Bijan pick is still like, of course they did, you know. I know, and 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 if let's say they didn't have Tyler Algier, like yeah. emerge the way, oh yeah, and it was just like Corderell, you'd be like, man, this is going to be fun. Yeah, like, it's gonna. It's just like the fact that you know they got so much out of Tyler Algier as a fifth round rookie, like ran for thousand yards, and like just be happy with like you did great, like just. But, I don't know. As a as a pure like football fan though, like I think it's gonna be so fun. It is gonna be fun. Yeah. Falcons fans, I feel like are a little bit all over the place with it, but like week I one, think I think they'll all the, be happy, right? Yeah, I think the concern is more that like, what is our plan? Why do we keep taking skill guys in the top ten? Exactly. Like, yeah. Like, what's the font? No Arthur Smith end game, and if they end up with Caleb Williams next year, and he walks into a situation with an you know, all pro running back, and I don't see it happening though. Again, I think uh, Ritter Ritter will have to be like extreme because yeah, bad. Ritter's gonna be awesome. That's I think Ritter's gonna be okay. It's gonna be awesome. How many yeah. games do they win this year, next year, or this year, whatever it is? Probably fifteen. With <laughs> Honestly, like six, seven. They can get there, right? Yeah, I think I think so. Seven, Without looking at their schedule, probably yeah. a good number. Yeah, I feel like Arthur Smith's like good at winning seven games. Yeah, that's kind of an issue sometimes. Um, what'd you give them? I was kind of torn. I was kind of a little bit torn. I give them a B. I was split between a B and a B plus. See, I like that Bergeron pick a lot. I do too. Yeah, I, I'm like eh, the Zach Harrison pick's fine. I love the Clark Phillips pick. Mm-hmm. I think I, I, I ultimately I just landed on like the the Bijan pick. Just like long term, how yeah. how how helpful is that? How yeah, like really, it's like on paper, it's like I like all the players they drafted. Um, you know, you're not gonna get too many better players in the seventh round than they did. You know. Um, but then all, all said and done, I don't know how many impact, like not that Bijan isn't an impact, but like how much are they going to, like they're winning seven games. Like we just said, you know? Yeah. I'll, I'll give them a P as well. Yeah. What did they win last year? Seven games? Six I think games? so. Yeah. Like how many, how many more does this class give them? I don't know. Half. Yeah, I don't know. I feel, yeah. I feel like B like you can't be too harsh on them, but like, yeah, shouldn't be overpraised either. Were people overpraising them? No, 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 I'm just saying for us, like, we shouldn't no, be like, no. oh, well, like, B+. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people can be harsher on them for taking Bijan, yeah. but, like, you took the best, just, the third I'm best just, player in the class. Like, Yeah, I don't want to be that nerd, you know? It's like, no, it's terrible. When it's this class, the context of it all, I think it's, it's fine. It's, it's like if they didn't take London or Algier last year, I would be a lot more excited. Algier was a great pick. I'm not, and London looks good, but, like, you know what I mean? It's just, like, yeah, what's the yeah, plan? Anyways... Carolina. Uh, Carolina knows their plan. They're going to hire a freaking awesome coaching staff, trade up for the number one pick at the quarterback they see as the franchise, and uh, potentially, like, like the, the Panthers could win the NFC South. Oh, yeah. This division's wide open. It's it's wide open, and this coaching staff's really good. Braces walk into a situation 
with an offensive line, as long as it's healthy, it looks very good on paper. Um, obviously, the pass catchers aren't unbelievable, but they added some veterans, some safer bets there. They they um, we'll get to a guy they drafted in the second round. They signed mm-hmm. Miles Sanders. Like Bryce Young's walking into a situation where, off the bat, I think it'll look like oh he's not good. he's not a, not that I thought he would, but. Like off the bat, it'll look like oh he's not going to buzz. Like at yeah. minimum, he's going to be a fine NFL quarterback. He's he's obviously got the it factor. He's such a great decision maker under fire. The way he can make plays out of structure and um, his innate ability to make pass rushers miss and seemingly see everything on the field despite it not looking possible. He's a magician out there. Uh, and 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 it sounds like like Frank Reich's going to lean into the RPO offense. He's good at that. Um, and I don't know. I'm I'm super excited to watch this team. They look really competent on paper. They look competent. I, I feel like this is maybe jumping ahead. I, I think they're gonna get to a point in a few years where like, you know, Bryce Young has outgrown the, the targets around him. But like, they're gonna have to keep adding. But for a rookie quarterback, you know, getting picked first overall, this is a way better situation than most, right? Like you said, the offensive yeah. line is very solid. I mean. I think Icky looked great down the street. He did, yeah. Him, like, looks like you've got a franchise left tackle. Taylor Moten's been one of the best yeah. right tackles in the NFL. Rock solid. Um, Austin Corbett, Corbett's hurt, but, like, he has been quite good the last couple of years. Bradley Bozeman's a veteran center. I think that's an important thing to have with a rookie quarterback. Yeah. A guy who started a lot of games, been around the block. Um, I, I, I like kind of this situation just in terms of the coaching staff. Yeah, me too. The veterans all around him on both at pass catcher and offensive line, even though they like, they need some more dynamicness there. Like yeah. you alluded to, but like for his rookie year, I think he's set up well, especially like compare this, compare the pass catching group here to what CJ Stroud's got. And it's, at least you kind of know what you're getting here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, we can just roll right in Jonathan Mingo a bit if you want to, because yeah, like... I mean like Mingo, on paper, I think you come away like this receiver group's not the most exciting. Like Adam Thielen, how much does he have left? Yeah. He's, he's not like a super dynamic player. DJ Chark looks like he's on the right path. He's still somehow only 26. Yeah. Um, so you're hoping he can kind of take another leap after having his moments last year in Detroit um, as a vertical threat. Terrace Marshall's been a little bit up and down. LaVisca Schnall's same same thing. Yeah. Uh, but Mingo gives them a huge body with rare explosiveness in a, a, a 6'2", Awesome ball skills. He's If they're going to really lean in this RPO stuff, like he's going to yeah. be so good in that. Just get the ball in his hands. Let him create after the catch. Like He's so big. He's so explosive. Um, you throw him some contested catches down the field, too. He, he's going to win those. Like He could be a power slot. He could play on the outside. Like, I, I I thought this was early by like a full round. I don't like taking him at thirty nine. I think he's a little too raw as a route runner. Um, but I don't think he's a number one receiver. But like, yeah. it's a really great fit. Also, in the context of where the receivers went, I I feel like that yeah helps like Josh this Could have gone it's Josh yeah. Downs seventy nine though. Yeah, I know, but we got to forget about that because the league's dumb. Um, they should, I mean, I would have taken Josh Downs, but I like I like the Mingo pick a lot. I think like. You liked him more than me, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, where, like, where I, did you end up on your board? If you have seventy-six, sixty-eight. I wasn't too much, but I was. Yeah, I just like, felt like I was a bigger fan. He's my wide receiver six, though. It wasn't for you. I think the thing though is like, like, okay, two receivers I love who went after him. 
Jaden Reed, Josh Downs. Well, those guys are truly slot receivers. Yeah. Mingo's got the six six two two twenty. Like he might be a power slot, but he could also be a ball winning X receiver. Yeah. Like he's shown that as well. Um, so I, I understand why he would go about those. Yeah, guys. And I like I agree, and I think I don't think his ceiling is just capped to that, but I think that's where he's going to end up. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, I I get it too, and I think I mean I would have taken him over. I mean not over Downs, but over Reed. Um, but like yeah, but like I I understand if they don't want that yeah. like undersized um kind of not not that they don't want a great road runner, but like they want that more explosive big yeah physical yak ball winner type. It makes sense. Ming- Mingo hitting early will be huge for like how we feel about this offense going into next year. Yeah. Like it's just like also worth mentioning, they signed Hayden Hurst, so they have like a average Solid. NFL tight end. Yeah. Like that's fine. Um, I'm just interested, like, so DJ Chark, he, he's your vertical threat. Yeah. Um, Thielen's, I guess, your, I, DJ Chark's, like, your vertical X. Thielen's your Z, kind of chain-moving route runner. And then Mingo's the power slot, like, because that's pretty interesting to me. And, like, yeah, I, again, I don't know if this is, like, something to get fucking excited about for the future, but... Like for a rookie quarterback, I like that situation a lot. And yeah, I think, I think how we're looking at this offense next year. Like, I'm not worried about Bryce Young. You know, we're we're, call, we're gonna assume he's a hit, right? Of course, that's, that's the big question mark. But let's let's say he hits because this is a good situation for him. I think how we feel about this offense going forward is gonna be a lot on Jonathan Mango's rookie year. Um, and I, I think he can have a great rookie year. I do. I, I think he, like you said, it kind of fits really nicely with Thielen and Chark. And if they can get anything on Terrace Marshall or, or Lavisca Chanel. Um, or Shai Smith, your guy. Which um, <laughs> showed a little bit, um, but yeah, no, I, I think I think Mingo's gonna be important, and I do, I do like the pick. Like we said, in the context of the receivers available, it makes sense to me. Um, and it's gonna be really interesting. He could be a bit of a bust, but I don't know. I think the Mingo picks gonna be really interesting. I Bryce Young, you know, hit that, call that a lock. Maybe, you you but, understand why they do it too. Like, even yeah. if you disagree, you understand it. And I think that's yeah. important when, when you disagree with a, <laughs> where a guy goes, if you can understand why he went there, mm-hmm. like it, it, it's more palatable. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not even sure I disagree. I think, I think it's the right pick and receiver. No, but I think at 80, I, I just don't understand. And I disagree. And I'm real confused. Yeah. Why DJ Johnson, who I thought I liked a lot, AJ, I thought I was the DJ Johnson guy. They took him at 80. Yeah. An older prospect who, he, even if you're like, well, he's only truly played this edge position at Oregon for one year. Yeah. Well, he's turning 25 as a rookie. So, like, how high can your ceiling be? I know he's a, fr- like, you ran sub 4-5. Like, you ran 4-4-9, four, four, and that was, like, not talked about enough. Yeah. Former tight end. Um, you saw moments like I, I thought he looked his best like as a backside run defender chasing shit down because he shoot out of a can and he plays really hard, but he's just so unrefined as a pass rusher and, and they're obviously looking for that guy who consistently get after the quarterback and take advantage of one on ones with Brian Burns seeing so much yeah on the other side and I I don't know like I just I think TJ Johnson is. A really interesting depth guy, third rusher potential. Me too. I think that's a guy you're rolling the dice on more at 120 than 80. Um, if he was, if he was 21, you could also yeah. get it a lot more. In yeah. fact, turns 25 in, in October. Yeah. No, I know. That's I, important. It sucks. Again, a guy we like. It's <laughs> a lot of the guys we like got overdrafted, but yeah, I had him like 134, and I thought I was high, like like you were. Um, 
but just yeah, it's the it's more of the profile that you don't you're not reaching on this type of player, you know. Yeah, if you get if, if this was around later, I'm like, yeah, I like that dice roll, but uh, like, yeah, they they need him to contribute, and he's expected to because he's older. But he's I like he doesn't ahead. know how to use his hands. There's not yeah. a pass rush plan there besides just like speed to power. Like he just leans on power rushing. Um, he's not the bendiest athlete. Like he's changed directions on amazing, even though he's a great straight line athlete. Um, he is a w- very willing and heavy-handed run defender. Mm-hmm. So there's some excitement there, but I, I just keep coming back to the fact that he's like so raw and he's 25. Yeah, I don't like. I don't know what's the, like. If he turns into a th- your third rusher, I think you gotta be happy. But, but taking like, him here, yeah. you kind of expect expect more, right? And like, there's not. A, I don't know how much pressure there will be on him to. Like Marquise Haynes is a fine Solid, yeah. player. Like he's that's a guy who you're like that. If that's your third rusher, you're happy about it. Like Gitter mm-hmm. Grossmatos has been like kind of underwhelming. Yes. Um, and I'm guessing those three are hashing it out to start opposite. Um, Brian Burns. Yeah, I mean they did sign my boy Iku Leota. Yeah. So that's actually gonna be their starter one day. <laughs> uh, but. We'll see. Uh, I just thought that was that was one of the biggest out of nowhere picks of the draft. I, mm-hmm. I think that's fair to say. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, I totally agree. I did. Like, I did not see that coming. Like, no. we didn't even hear that as a thing. No. Again, the, the third round just got bonkers. But this is earlier than the rest of the bonkers picky too. So, yeah. I well, again, I like I like the player, but it's just it's early. And I, I mean, if you want to lean on a super athletic guy who's a little raw, like Yaya Diaby, you want two picks later. Mm-hmm. And Talk like I'm not even bit. yeah, and I'm not even the biggest Yaya fan, but like he's a more athletic guy who's built the same way, who had far more college production in a role that didn't like let him really pin his ears back and go. Yeah, so I don't know. I just I thought that was a strange one. Um, they make up for but, Rob. The, yeah, I love their fourth and fifth round picks. They took uh, NC State Chandler's Zavala in the fourth round. They uh, potentially have him playing next to uh, Iki Iquani once again. Zavala, a guy who I, it sounds like injuries kind of knocked him to the fourth round, mm-hmm. a, a third round player on tape. Um, his dad's the chop champ. Really, uh, really athletic, great mover in space for 320 pounds, awesome on pulls, plays uh, with some edge to him. I, I love him in the run game. Um, but I thought he played with good balance in, in footwork too and pass route. He's a good player. If you kind of like, like change these picks around a bit, you know, Isabella went in the third. Uh, Robinson was the fourth. Johnson the fifth. Like, you like that a lot more, no? That's true. No, that's true. Um, if Chandler's Val doesn't end up on an episode of uh, Diners, Drivings, and Dives, Guy Fieri's lost it. I'll say that. When, I'll just yeah, say that. I'm, do the Panthers play the Raiders this year? I sure hope so. <laughs> Guy will be there. Uh, um, but, yeah, Zavala, I mean, I, 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 it, it'll be interesting. Like, they, they drafted Brady Christensen, what, two mm-hmm. years ago now. Um, they they sign Austin Corbett like those are their starting guards, but Corbett's banged up. We'll see how this thing shakes out. But Zavala year two, I, I don't know. I I think he'd be a starter. Yeah, if, if Corbett doesn't come back healthy, like Zavala, I, I he's got to beat out Cade Mays, you know, to to get playing time. I mean, that's possible. But no, I like this pick a lot too. Like you said, reuniting with Icky, just a big powerful guy. Um, no, at one fourteen, I love that. I mean. <laughs> Brady Christians, I don't know. He was okay when they moved him to card, but. Um, and pick. then, mm-hmm. in the fifth round, they take my boy Jamie Robinson from Florida State, who is a Swiss Army knife uh, in the secondary. 
safety who plays a lot of nickel um really uh, similar to clark phillips in that he's undersized and not super athletic and i think that caused the fall uh but really great instincts very uh very willing tackle good take on skills despite the size makes up for some of that lack of overall speed and range with um his footwork and instincts kind of putting him in place Mm -hmm. early um i think this is a very interesting developmental guy on in a secondary that's like kind of interesting yeah but they can cut they could use a nickel guy well, they they play Jeremy Chin as a like big I, nickel, I right? Yeah. So like, I wonder if the, it'll allow them to move Chin around a little bit more mm-hmm. if they get Jimmy Robinson in there. But also like, Jimmy Robinson could learn from Von Bell as like that, back, yeah. Like as Von Bell's backup, I, it's good. I, like I think this, it's a good depth player who can play safety as a two deep. He can play nickel. He can play the box a little bit. Yeah, I think they kind of just needed that more of a Swiss Army knife piece. I think it's a really good pick. Um, a really good landing spot for Jamie Robinson too. Again, th- this is a really good class, except for the DJ Johnson reach. And, and that one like is 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 just like so like oh man, I did not see that coming. Yeah, like it's it wasn't like um, Zach Harrison going seventy five where mm-hmm. I thought it was a bit of a reach, but like I knew that was going to happen type yeah. thing. So like, I had no idea DJ Johnson was going top one hundred. No, I thought he'd go lower than we had. I thought he'd be like a fifth or sixth round pick, six, yeah, more six. What'd you end up giving the Panthers? I was kind of split between a B plus and A minus. I give him a B plus. Okay, I'll match you. I'll match you again. B plus. I just the DJ Johnson pick kind of knocks it. That's a, that doesn't really sell our content if we just agree on it. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get on to the New Orleans Saints, where I know you're a big fan of this class. Yeah, I love the Saints, baby. A plus. Um, well, I mean, Mickey got Mickey got a couple starters for the Pelicans. <laughs> Honestly, like. Brian Brzee's kind of built like Zion. Yeah, I could see that. And that's who they took in the first round. Clemson's Brian Brzee, who, of course, of course, the New Orleans Saints are the team that t- took the, the swing on him for what he could be. They love these big athletic defensive linemen, like we, we mentioned with the Falcons taking Zach Harrison. Yeah. Um, Brzee, at his best, looked like a potential top 15 pick. As worst, I thought looked more like a third round guy, but a guy who at Clemson went healthy. Like man, there were some moments. He's such a fluid mover for six six two ninety eight. Played everywhere on that defensive line, like mm-hmm. everything from nine tech to the nose, like anything you need him to do. Great quick. They they had such a hole there too. Yeah. Um. They lost like everybody. Yeah. Uh, on the interior. In the moment, I wasn't sure about them doubling down on D line, but like looking at it now, I'm like, yeah, I think that was right. the way. To, I think that was the right play. Like their their big moves where they signed Nathan Shepard who put his ass in the turf, and and, and Kalen Saunders, who's like a rotational nose. Solid. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like starting opposite Jordan or Cameron Jordan is is Carl Granderson, who's like a fine third guy, and like mm-hmm. Peyton Turner is not paid off. No, yes, I think they took in the first round. Mark Davenport's gone. Like yeah. uh, I mentioned, Anya Mata is in, in Atlanta now, so he's going to walk loss. in. Brzee's yeah. walking in and starting it uh, yeah. right away, like because yeah. they don't have a lot else going on, and if it hits, like they'll look genius because. At his best, again, like he could be a Leonard Williams type of player at his best. My fear is at his worst, he becomes Jerry Tillery. Yeah, I think the swing is worth it for the Saints. You know, I 
I think this is still <laughs> like you know they've never really moved on from the Sean Payton era. They think that this division still belongs to them. It might, you know. They got Derek Carr, so why would they, they? got DC baby? Uh, they got <laughs> they got you the next Derek, Derek Carr too. Carr? Do you know Derek Carr was on the Forbes um, like most money made by an athlete list this year? He was he was like the sixth highest NFL player on the list. Should be one. Should be number one. Yeah, well, he um, will be after this year. <laughs> after bringing the Lombardi back to New Orleans, baby. Um, yeah, but no, I like I like. Look, I was higher on Brian Bercy than you were. I had him twenty fifth on my board. This is twenty nine, so that's cool. In a class where you know there what there was the the IDL group wasn't too um, too rich either, right? So I think this was the right place to get one. And for a guy that you know has a hell of a lot of talent, like you said, at his best, the top fifteen pick. Uh, went through a hell of a season, you know, just personal and physical issues over and over, right? Um, so betting on, you know, he's going to play better than he did this year. And like I said, just in this class where there's not a whole lot of top-end talent um, and a big need, I think this is a good pick. I think... Especially if you get a starter argue, right away, you know? You you can argue it two ways. You can argue because this division is bad and, like, they have... <laughs> a competent offense on paper like this is worth the swing yeah i think you could also argue that the other way is like this is a winnable division like they just need a guy who's going to be solid yeah um and i i i so uh, argue whatever way you want i just don't love brian Bercy. I, I mean like keanu benton went what 20 picks later i think he's a better football player um and a safer bet but it's not surprising they did. So, like, it's fine. If anyone was going to do it, it was going to be them. And somehow they went and they took Isaiah Foskey at 40. So Yeah. Who, it's so New Orleans Saints that they took him at 40. Like, Isaiah Foskey should have gone, what, mid-third round? Yeah. And he is everything. Like, my comp for Isaiah Foskey was Marcus Davenport. He's 6'5", 264, explosive as all hell, raw as hell, doesn't know how to use his hands. No pass rush plan. He's just going to try and go through you like my first Yeah, straight line but pass plays, rusher. Plays hard as hell. So that's a strong edge. Like, it's very it, – he's Peyton Turner, Marcus Davenport, Isaiah Foskey. They just keep doing it. It's, it's, it's Mickey Loomis has a type, and we all know it. And we all know what's going to happen. And none of us can stop it. And it, it worked out with Cameron Jordan, so he just won't stop doing it. Yeah, and then Foskey was another guy who had, like – I mean, could have been a top 15 pick at one point. And kind of like I don't know, up and down this season. I thought and didn't didn't really take a next step at all. I I, I like the Brian Brissett pick more than I like the Isaiah Foskey pick, like quite a bit. But again, it was a need. It was a need. It was it was it was a need. I think it's harder to understand both when they swung with both. Like if they swung, right? Like like the Brian Brissett swing. I do think that makes sense, if, especially if they come back at forty and, and they get. B.J. Ojolari was a better BJ, player. Yeah. But, I, but he's not their type. But, like, even Keon White. Yeah. Keon White, who I don't I think I thought it was going to be, be Keon White. On the clock, and, I'm like, this is for sure Keon White. Yeah. And I don't think he's ever going to be, like, a double-digit sack guy. And maybe, I like, I guess I could argue Isaiah Foskey's the potential The potential's were there. Like, yeah. the potential's there, but yeah. I don't think it'll hit it. But, like, Keon White is uh, such a higher-floor player. Which I think would have made a lot more sense for a team that's trying to, you know, replenish their defensive line and... Yeah, like you said, double swing is is hey, you one more swing away from striking out, bud. It's right yeah, at you, Mickey. So, 
There's too many sports going on. What's is, does New Orleans have a baseball team yet? Yeah, the Zephyrs. Love the Mickey, Zephyrs. Mickey run it. Um, of course but yeah, it so th- those two together was just like, oh man, that's so Saints. And then at seventy-one, they go and they get running back after signing Jamal Williams. I know Alvin Kamara is kind of up in the air. Yeah, and I like Kendra Miller. I just I thought they needed a receiver pretty badly. <laughs> Well, they got one in the sixth round. You're good. Yeah, no, and so it I'm kind of, I'm kind of conflicted about the Kendrick Miller pick. Where like I really, really like the player. This is where I had him. I think he's going to be good. But then why you like you sign Jamal Williams? That kind of takes away from you know spending a top 100 pick on this. You know, it's not a high profile, like a, a high value position. You know. I, well, I think the idea is like they're probably moving on from Al Kamara after the season, right? Probably and, yes. And then you've got Kendrick Miller who. Although he's 215, he's not like a bang him up on the inside runner. So you've got Jamal Williams for that. Jamal Williams, great pass at it, protection. Baby. Yeah. Um, Kendrick Miller is like such a fluid athlete, great change of direction skills and burst for a bigger back. Yeah, I, I his uh, his vision's not the best, and like again, not like the most powerful runner, but mm-hmm. he he's just so fluid in his body control in the open fields. Really good. Uh, I think like Rashad Penny was my comp. Like, I think he could provide a big play threat. And when Alvin Kamara comes back, you've got Alvin Kamara as your pass catcher, Jamal Williams as your inside banger, and Kendry Miller as your home run, like, rotating him a couple times a game. And then probably next year, Kendry Miller takes on a big Just the lead back, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't – like, again, I think it's going to be good. It's an interesting pick. I, and Go ahead, yeah. I, I, I do think they needed to come away with a, a running back who can contribute. Yeah. No, I, I don't disagree with you. I just, like – the, the roster's not bad on paper if you if Squint. one of Brissy and Foskey can contribute <laughs> right away. Yeah. No, and it's I think Brissy will, but I don't know if he's gonna be great right away. I don't know. It's just yeah, I don't know. And if their offensive line can stay healthy and even if yeah. it doesn't they got my guy in the fourth round who can start right away. Go for so it. Very, yeah, they took Nick Saldaveri in the fourth round at one oh three, who is a guy who played right tackle and right guard at Old Dominion. Really uh, plays really great uh, balance and yeah. really good bend for a six six offensive lineman. Moves quite well. Love his footwork. Not like the most powerful guy at the point of attack, but like gets you out of the way. He's he I think could be if like Caesar Ruiz took a step this past year, but they didn't pick up his fifth year option. So mm-hmm. year two, I wouldn't be surprised if Ruiz gets so, a bigger contract somewhere else. Salivary becomes the starting right guard. Yeah, I think Salivary will be starting next year. Um, I definitely agree. This is a good pick here. I this belt where I had him, um, like right, right about. Yeah, I think Salivary will be a starter next year. And then you know, if they need him to step in this year, you can do that as well. Um, obviously, the big question is just if Big Stinky can ever turn anything for the Saints. But other than that, their offensive line's in really good shape, and adding Salivary is 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 really just rock solid. That, that I think that's a that's a very meaningful pick potentially uh, this year for helping them, you know, get back to the division title. Yeah, I mean, like Andres Pete and Ruiz dealt with injuries in the past. Yeah, yeah. Uh, One twenty-seven, they get Derek Carr's best friend. So they like basically like Mickey and um, and Les Snead just wanted to get their quarterbacks, their buddies who play at their old schools. So Stafford, Stetson, Derek. Jake, and they take Jake Hayner at 127, who can be the third string run- or running back, third string quarterback <laughs> this year, yeah. and, and next year become the two behind Derek Carr. I, I think we both like Jake Hayner a decent amount. A guy who 
doesn't have like overwhelming physical tools but he's very good uh i think at a structure he's really good in the quick game he has enough arm yeah um, i like the footwork a lot the the ball placement on the short stuff's good uh he's poised under pressure uh, he's he's like honestly a poor man's Derek Carr. <laughs> i think i think mickey called him drew Brees if he went to fresno state that's what Which he called is- him Poor man's Derek Carr, yeah. <laughs> no, I think, like, especially when you add in the context where other quarterbacks went that we've talked about already, getting Hayner here, I think, is a good pick. I think, like, he'll just turn into a long-term backup. Um, good enough to spot start, you know? Yeah. I, good pick. Um, and then the fifth round, they get your guy, Jordan Howden, yeah. the Minnesota safety. Who I thought well, this was, I was, I didn't think he was going to go this early, but, you know, big, hell of an athlete. Good player. I, I I don't know if he's going to be a starter down the line or anything, but um, you know this could be a, a good special teams player too. Yeah, and a team that's got Honey Badger, Marcus May, set as their yeah. starting safeties. Howden is in the, they got Johnny Abraham or Jonathan Abram in there too. Sick. Best player. <laughs> Yeah, so like Howden is a special teams contributor in mm-hmm. third safety. That's not bad. No, it's solid. Something like, to develop too. He's, like, he's like he's to me it was like nothing jumped out with him. Like solid range, like loose enough hips. Tested like, really, really strongly, but um, didn't, didn't really look like it. Yeah, but like solid in zone coverage, decent take on skills, like well built. Like it's a third safety in the NFL. Yeah, yes, it's solid. And then sixth round, they get my guy Wake Forest AT Perry who. Again, we mentioned not a ton of ball-winning ex-receivers in this class, especially ones who can kind of stretch the field a little bit. Um, you comped on to Marquise Colson. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a guy who needs to put on some weight, but, man, uh, he has some special plays on tape. Um, I really love his body control and traffic and his ability to win in uh, combat catch situations. And a team who like, just feels like they always find <laughs> yeah, receivers – they like invest very little in receiver. It feels like at times, but they get a lot back. And oh, like like Rashid Shahid is going to be a stud, right? Like uh, he changed his number to twenty. I see that. I don't. That makes me worry about him. But you know, she <laughs> what a rookie year. Well, you know, like Olave like, is a stud. Yeah, and the thing is, like if Michael Thomas isn't healthy, they don't have any size. Like Traquan no. Smith, an enigma. And, like, A.T. Perry, maybe he rotates in and can be that ball winner that they kind of lack out there. And just the fact that we think he can do that, getting him in the sixth round, that's a great pick. Yeah. What would you end up giving him? Solid B, baby. B minus. <laughs> confident in this one. B, baby. Okay. How confident are you in the tip of the Buccaneers? I don't know. This is a weird draft. <laughs> it's a weird team. It it's is. Like a- on paper, like they should be able to win this division, but also their quarterbacks are Kyle Trask and, and, and Baker Mayfield, so like they can't. They physically cannot win the division. <laughs> oh, good plan. Hey, John Wolford could come in and win a couple games too. Don't don't. I, I won't sleep on the Wolf. Man. Thank you. I appreciate um, that. Yeah, them taking Clash Canty at nineteen, not something I saw coming. Not that I didn't see Canty going top twenty. It was just even though I don't agree with it, but. It was more just I didn't really see that fit uh, yeah. with that Todd Bowles all up front. Like, it's interesting to see him next to Vita Vea and Greg Gaines. I, I think that's good for Kansi, but uh, I don't know if I like this pick too much. Yeah, like, it's weird because they love these big interior guys. Like, Logan Hall, they draft last year, tall, big. Um, they, they they draft, like, just looking at their edges. Like, Anthony Nelson, super long. Joe Trianchianka, yeah. super long. Um and then he's just six foot, two hundred and eighty pound tier defensive lineman who's going to play next to 
Vita Vey and Greg Gaines, who might be the heaviest duo <laughs> on the interior D-line of the NFL. The um, idea, like, first of all, Greg Gaines, absolute stud. One of the most underrated players in the league. Vita Vey, obviously a monster. So I guess the idea of having those two monsters kind of just, like, opening space for Kansi is really yeah, intriguing. Yeah. So is it is it, like, how the Eagles put massive guards beside Jason Kelsey. I, th- I think that's the idea. Like, that's kind of, like, I don't know if I would have ever agreed with doing this. I don't know how I feel about Jason Light as a GM, but this is fun. Yeah. Um, It's also interesting because, like, they have Vea, they have Greg Gaines, they have true, true pass rushers, um, or, sorry, not true pass rushers, but, like, they've invested with Joe Trianka, they, uh, they, they, have Shaq Barrett, um, who were like Logan Hall, Hall last year. Yeah, Tron Shoyink and Logan Hall kind of got to step up this year, though. Yes. But, like, maybe, like, early on, Kansi can be deployed as just, like, on passing downs, and that's where he is just can be an animal with that. Like, he's a really good passer. playing super explosive. He's just tiny and short-armed. And I, I'm, yeah. I'm worried if, if he doesn't win – right off the bat like it's kind of game over and i'm worried like how's he gonna handle holding the point as a run defender and like it's such a boomer bust pick yeah but then like man he could he could also i wouldn't be surprised if he's like really bad against the run but super explosive and impactful as a pass rusher like if they just kind of open some space up there and let him shoot gaps against the run that's going to be interesting but he's also not that great of a tackler um, I know one thing. This is yes. one thing I know about this pick. I want to see a picture uh, during training camp of uh, Kansi, Vita Vea, and Charles Snowden standing beside each other. You know, it's funny. We've seen the Bryce Young pictures and how small he looks at training. <laughs> I want to see Kansi and how small he looks. At I think people forget. They're just like, Kansi, he's a hell of an athlete. And they forget he's not big. Yeah. Um, he looks like a safety in a defensive tackle's body. Super, super boomer bust pick. Uh, I'm interested to see what happens. Yeah, me too. At 19, I don't love that, though. Like, if you're getting this guy in the second round, yeah, that's more fun, you know? But, like, first round pick, like, when you're trying to restart, I know it's not a, I guess it's a rebuild, you know? But you're trying to reignite this that's franchise. Weird. Like, I just don't, like, they're kind of in purgatory. Like, they are. Because, I mean, if they tank for Caleb Williams or Drake May, like, holy man, you stick one of those guys in there, like, they're ready to go next year, especially in this yeah. division. But at the same time, like, they're too good at every other spot to be in contention for that pick. Every team in this division is going to win seven games. Like, their defense is still good on paper. Yeah, it is. It is. Like, their offensive line's not terrible. Um, obviously, assuming Jensen's healthy and, and Luke Decky takes a step up and Tristan Wirth's all pro and they sign Matt Fyler, who's like a fine plug. And what else um, do they do, Rob? And they draft Cody Mock, who it's two on the nose. It's... Jason Light with small school <laughs> offensive linemen who are just like look like Vikings, and and Mickey Loomis with these explosive long defensive linemen. They can't um, help themselves, man. Mock is Alex Kappa with Ali Marpet's athleticism. Um, <laughs> he's going to plug in that right guard next to Ryan Jensen, who he looks like. It's two on the nose, uh, and it's. I think it'll take. A second, but once he gets going, like he's so so good in the run game. He's such an explosive run blocker. He yeah. climbs so well. Uh, he plays like an asshole. Um, it's just like I am worried. I think he'll, it'll maybe take a minute or two for him to kind of get it going on pass protection, especially with he's playing next to Luke Kadecki at right yeah. tackle, who's in year two, and 
really moving from guard. Yeah, really struggled at guard last year. He got benched. Now he's moving back to tackle where he played at Central Michigan. Like the right side of their offensive line's a little questionable. Uh, past very production. green in the gills. Yeah, like yeah. So that maybe that's the key to them tanking. You know, or like I, I agree with you. I love Cody Mock, and this is like right where I had him. Very good pick. It's so on the nose, but yeah, like if that's the plan, we're moving worse over to tackle. I don't think there's gonna be too much of a learning curve there for him over to left no, tackle. No, he'll be fine. He'll be fine, but it's still he's, he's still fucking good. But still, you know, that's an ask. And then you know, kicking uh, Godecki out, Mock. Like that's, I don't know. Like there can be some hiccups early on for this offensive line, some big ones, and. Hopefully that doesn't doesn't kind of derail Mock's development, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I expect this offensive line to look kind of uh, kind of worrisome week one. I don't know who they're playing, but love the pick though, you know. Like they they definitely needed it. <laughs> like, or else like who who would be starting at right guard for them? I, like like they would be way worse off. So um, yeah, like they they didn't have that many options there. Um, but yeah, like and I guess Haynes is Hainsy playing the other guard spot. Uh, Filer, I think, will probably do Filer. So I guess Hainsey. So I guess Hainsey would have started the right guard. I don't know. But, yeah. Nick, that, Nick Leverett was starting there last year. Well, I forgot about Leverett. Yeah, right. He's okay, but that's not the guy you're plugging in. So, good pick. I think I like the mock pick. It's just going to Yeah, see. no, it is a good pick. I'm, I'm far more scared about Luke Kadecki at right tackle than oh, yeah. putting mock at right guard. Um, and, Me too. I mean, I think he, he's going to be a really fun, explosive run blocker right off the bat. And I think they kind of need that. Uh, they do. In there. So, uh, at 82, another super explosive guy who I alluded to earlier, they take your boy Louisville's Yaya Diaby, who. It's really interesting they took Diaby and Kalaja Kansi. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I like this pick. I, I, I had him earlier than this, you know. Um, I don't know. How much do you think he's going to be on the field as a rookie? Because, like, older prospects, you know, like, he's going to be 24 in a, in a month or so. and Yep. Super explosive, good yeah. power rusher, uses his hands okay, um, plays really hard. Just, uh, just can yeah. Play, can move around the front a little bit. But the thing is, like, opposite Shaq Barrett, there's, an, oh, like, Jotrion Shriinka hasn't shown anything. I yeah, I thought that was such a. Sh- I I didn't even got the hype with him. Um, I mean, I liked yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and then it's just I, it not good last year. Gone. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, Diaby. Like we could see him a decent amount. Like yeah. I would not be surprised if he's if he's like very clearly in the rotation right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like the flashes were 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 there, man. And like obviously, like you said, like the strength, the athleticism is big time. Uh, it's just you know, like it felt like he was just pure strength athleticism rather than he, a pass rush plan, right? He, he was also a guy who was playing in that like they were playing him at like five yeah. tech, two tech, four. I right? like he was yeah. playing uh, in an odd front hand down. Like he wasn't really given that. And where here it looks like he's going to be playing more of a true edge role, and it's just a bonus that if they want to play him in the three man front, like he could do that. Yeah, and I mean, like he was super dangerous on like twists and stunts. So like, if they get really creative, you know, with, with the beef of Vieja and Gaines and yeah, Kans, it, it could be fun. Like the idea is is definitely there. I I like this pick. I, I think you know it was a need like we just talked about. Um, it's a guy that's going to need some development, but if that if you know if they get really creative on the on the defensive side of the ball this could be a lot of fun yeah they they really did invest in the defense with the like or just trenches really yeah those first three picks and yeah um obviously there's been murmur like devin white demanded to trade but you haven't really heard much with that since <laughs> no. fifth round they take servasi dennis a linebacker i like from pittsburgh who's 
very good at blitzing, very explosive downhill. Um, yeah, I, th- I think he's an interesting guy to develop behind Evan Way. Uh, I think he's kind of like David Long, who really found his way with the Titans uh, the last couple of years. Um, I like this one a lot. This is my favorite of the day three picks. <laughs> it's solid. I, I think. Well, actually, I like I like the two last two, but I think just solid. And yeah, but like you said, with the blitzing capability, that's what they get Devin White to do a lot, right? So that's maybe something to develop along along the lines uh, down the road. Um, I think solid where they got him. Yeah, I think I, I don't love the Dennis pick, but I think it's really just solid. I think he's a good fit. Yeah. Um, one seventy one. They like Y inline tight end, so they yeah. took Payne Durham. Who, Just add into the collection, baby. <laughs> yeah, who is like a high floor because he's uh, six six two fifty three. He's a good blocker, uh, really good hands. Not very dynamic. Doesn't um, really do a lot after the catch, but can win in traffic. Can like block and be reliable. Like that's, yeah, as their third tight end with like Kate Otten as your one, Kokeith as your just true blocker. Like good, good luck. Like Rolling those three out in a three ten end set. Now you gonna Cody Mock coming down the pipe too. Ooh, baby. Yeah, pretty <laughs> sick. Um, <laughs> then three six round picks. Kansas State's Josh Hayes, who I was really I, surprised I, he got drafted. I didn't think he got drafted, but like really smart football player. I like Josh. I, I, yeah. North Dakota State transfer. Maybe you know what Jason Light just saw was a North Dakota State guy <laughs> drafted. Played corner um, and safety. Yeah, moved to safety at Kansas State. Yeah. Um, I, said okay-ish. I think I think I think they drafted him as a. Did they draft him as a corner? I don't remember. I think they did. I think they might have. Which which I I think he's more of a safety because. Me too. I like him better not, there. Not super explosive, but like very smart. Can move around. Good little depth player. He helps on special practice teams. squad good, guy. Yeah. Good take on skills. Like yes, yeah, that's okay. Um, Trey Palmer's a really interesting get for them at one ninety one when. Obviously, they have Mike Evans, they have Chris Goblin, yeah. Russell Gage is there. But after those three, that wide receiver room is just like kind of all of a sudden open. And Trey Palmer has this ability to stretch the field in a way that their receiver room kind of lacks. Like not the Mike Evans like X on the outside, like just the the smoother slot who can stretch the field. Um, he has legit burner speed. I thought that was a really cool one. Let's meet Cade Warner's gig, though. You know that, um, which I didn't even know he's on the on the roster until I looked at that. Uh, yeah, I, I like. I think they someone tweeted the yesterday a picture of Cade Warner and said all that you'll see in this picture is a future Pro Football Hall of Famer. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's true, true. Trey Palmer's a good pick here. I like. I thought he'd be a guy to get over the overdrafted, and this is like same. Probably good value. Like he, he needs to develop as a route runner. He doesn't catch the ball very well, but like he is so fast. The athleticism, the size, and, yeah, and like the route running potential is there because he's so smooth. It's change direction ability. Um, that's a that's a that's a mm-hmm. very worthwhile. Oh swing. yeah, big time. Uh, and then their final one, uh, one ninety six, another worthwhile swing. And anytime you take a Mac player, I believe in you, Jose Ramirez. Um, the pass rush from Eastern Michigan who's awesome speed rusher, has a mm. lot of bend. Uh, I, th- I think this is a fun pick. Yeah, both of these guys, I thought they'd go earlier than later, and they Same. fell a bit. Um, yeah, I think really good. Like, obviously, we just signed what they need another. They need to add to the edge. Uh, Ramirez could come in and be a guy that – I think both these guys can stick on this roster um, and possibly contribute earlier than later, potentially, right? Good picks. Yeah, so overall, like – Again, like nothing in this draft class, any or in this division, like 
None of the draft classes were like, oh my god, it's so no. good or so bad. They're all like, yeah, okay. Also, like, Mickey Loomis, you're predictable. Jason Light, you're predictable. You feel the best like, about Arthur, the Panthers. Arthur Smith, we all knew you were taking B. John Robinson. Yeah, you feel best yeah. about the Panthers because, like, they got the franchise yeah. quarterback. And they made the weirdest pick by taking DJ Johnson. I gave the Bucks a B minus. I also gave them a B minus. All right, well, we did it. Uh, one more week of this the AFC West and the NFC West. Finally West is best, your, baby. Finally get to give your Seahawks a, a B plus like you've been wanting to for months. A plus. 